said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch, you filthy! Welcome back to Flower State of Fear. It looks a little different in here. I have a very special guest in Dan Nye. We've known him as an actor, a podcaster, and I've only known you as a tweeter. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing, Dan? And before I ask Dan that, I have my co-host from Flower State of Film, uh, Brian, joining me um, now as just the co-host of Fear. So hi, Brian. Hi, Dan. What's going on, Dan? I mean, not a whole lot. Um, it's it's interesting getting back into because I I took a a healthy break from not podcasting or not doing the only ones that I was associating. So it's it's nice to get back into that kind of groove because it's something I do enjoy and something the pandemic really you know forced us all to go like this as opposed to when we were when Brian and I lived in the same town and we never saw each other. Then now we live on the opposite side of the country and we still don't see each other. So in the same regards. Not much has changed, but also everything has changed. So, gotcha. Uh, well, that's right. That's right. Dan's a fellow Buckeye. I am. He knew. He knew what to do, which is get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, uh, thirty-four years in this state is just—it's too long. I gotta. I gotta go. I don't know. There's some internet joke on here with like one guy from Jersey, two guys from Ohio. There's some meme here waiting to happen. It's you know, hey, we're 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 the butt of many a joke, but it, especially you know, you now, buckle down. Oh, it just yeah. popped it, out it just of keeps nowhere. Worse, it just keeps getting worse. It's, it's literally, like, it's like it's to the point because you know, like that Gen Z humor doesn't make sense sometimes. So it'd be like, ah, people who buy white bread at the grocery store must be from Ohio. It's like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. But um, sure, I'll take it. I'll take the like, like, hey, right you know, on the I'm chin. Up for a good, I'm up for a good insult. You know what I mean? I come from the '90s. That's burn culture. Like I'm into it. But like, do hit me with something. No, don't this nonsense. And then, ha, 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 I amused myself. Look, that, that doesn't do nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Dan, what have you been though? I know you said you kind of taking a break from podcasting. Wasn't sure if you were. So up to your community podcast, are you what? Uh, yes. What are you up to in general um, with your like acting so, and? Um... Yeah, all of the above. That was part of the reason was um, during the pandemic. Uh, the wife and I had a great idea. We wound up getting married, and then ten days later, moved across the country. I don't know Half if I would. Same. Congrats. I don't know if I would put two massive life events so close that's, to each that's other. That's a lot of stress. That's a lot of that's, stress that's for that's you to a, deal with. There was there was a couple of months where I was I was a little bit out of my mind. And I then, got married twice in the pandemic. I get it. Yeah. No, we and that was that was actually initially our plan, and then we shrunk it all down. So yeah. as far as podcasting go, Ramble On is still floating around. The community one is active. There's actually been more with that. So I 
I co-host a community podcast called Apartment 303, and then also, very recently, I was made an admin on one of the biggest community fan accounts on oh, Twitter. That's awesome. So I also co-run uh, Communities, which is... They got a new movie coming out, right? Yeah, and that was part of it, where there's a lot more happening behind the scenes that we don't, like, fully know. And, like, a little bit I can't talk about, and a little bit we don't fully know yet. But, yes, the movie, I believe, is filming over the summer, I think June or July. Nope. But yeah, so that's going to be really exciting. There's going to be a lot more stuff as far as community fandom to come out with everything going on around that. So being here and being where it's going to be filmed is actually pretty damn exciting. And that's so cool. that's, yeah, that's one thing I'm getting really excited for. And then other stuff, you know, I still work at a restaurant to pay the bills because that's what you do being a cliche and an actor out in L.A. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm I'm still submitting for stuff. I'm still finding jobs on my own, making connections, having an agency. Like it's it's a weird and exciting thing at the same time because like I was a working actor in Ohio and everyone just kind of like it's it's a strange when we moved, everything was still closed down from the pandemic, so there wasn't really a culture shock, but and I'm and I'm sure Brian could attest to this, knowing at least how the community is in Ohio. Anytime I would tell somebody I was an actor in Ohio, they would either laugh at me or they'd they'd make a bad joke and be like, "Huh, huh, what in porn?" And that just it's weird because hey, you sometimes you know I mean pays the bills. But hey, we got no, a low budget horror movie you referred me to that I still haven't checked out. Oh well, then I guess we can't talk about it. But we can talk um, about it. We can talk. About, I can just share experiences. But that's that's the thing is you do it out here and like. Nobody bats an eye. It's a very strange thing where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, of course, yeah, they're I can just like, it. of course, of course. Yeah, you're yeah. yeah, it's a normal but thing. What else would you be doing here? And yeah. that's, but well, that's so you, strange. Well, you just come to, to LA because you love to wait tables in the <laughs> place with the worst traffic on the planet. Like, that's I do not the a, weather. But although yeah. that's, that's even not great now too. Like the last literal month and a half, it's been like Ohio. Like I've had to remind <laughs> myself on multiple occasions, people are losing their minds out here. And I'm like, oh, right. Like. People are not used to this amount of precipitation where it's like, I grew up with this. Like, it was literally in Ohio. If it was cloudy, it could just, the heavens could open at any second. Whereas here, <laughs> I literally talked to a buddy of mine and he's like, no joke, this is the most weather we've had in 20 years. Like, and it's just been about a month and a half of like <laughs> storming biblically on and off. So it's very right. strange, but like, it's in general, like, great. We love it out here. So great. I'm, I'm happy yeah. for you. Uh, you mentioned the community thing. I remember years ago, I struck a nerve with you because I, I think I like, it's like, who gives a, you know, it was something very aggressive about community. And I, I'm a, I've seen the show. I'm not, I'm a, you know, I'm a fan and I know we're both big fans of psych as well, but get a verbal um, fish shake for me. And or, yeah, you, you were like, no, not, bitch. not, you know, this was, it was like that. Maybe your, your soccer fandom I crossed the line with. And I was like, note it. You know, it's is there are, there are things you can touch nerves with with me, sure. Sure, everyone. Uh although I do remember I was making fun of something one time and some guys go when that's like if I started making fun of the Jets or the Mets, I go and and the, it's a day that ends in Y. The Mets that and the is, Jets are a joke. That's oh, it was of one it. of those I'll uh someone who shouted Brian would know who it is. I don't know if Dan would, so I'll just leave it at that. It was very funny. Um Anyway, so uh, for anyone that knows, Dan did pick uh, it part one to speak of, and we'll talk about it a little later in the episode. So on my show, I like to ask, what is your horror origin story? And that could be answered really um, any way you really want to. Like, even if you don't like horror movies, you know, what is that about? Or 
you know, what is your answer there? Well, and it's kind of funny because it, just in general, I'm not in like, I'm not a big horror fan. And it's amusing because like I, I mentioned and I picked it because I also get somewhat selfishly, I was able to be in a killer clown horror movie that was shot in Kentucky and Indiana. And it's ironically intrinsically tied in with the release of this movie because it got bumped um, when I, I think you guys were up and running at the same time while we were in the midst of Ramble on. And this movie kept getting pushed. Like it kept oh. getting pushed and it kept getting pushed. So yeah. like it wasn't the one I worked on wasn't quite an asylum release, which is the studio that everyone kind of knows Wild for Eye? making the uh no i think i was watching part of it before we started i think it's viva is the oh, i the watched main... so many movie like movies as like with mm -hmm. a group of like that level where we know yeah. i know the productions that are production companies and one mm -hmm. of the main ones is uh, i believe wild eye releasing and it's just like every bad shark movie yeah you know so that level is is i I knew going in when I signed on, they were like, this, they gave us X amount of money. This is going mm. directly to Redbox, and it's supposed to be released Great literally at the same time as it. Yeah, but then it kept getting pushed. So this got released like end of, of the movie I was in called The Legend okay. of Wasco. Got released like end of 2015 around Christmas just because there must have been like some contract that they had to release it. And then it didn't come out till 2017. So it was like oh. almost, yeah, it was like a year and a half later. It was so much later. But like me personally, it was just... I think I hadn't had like the exposure. Like a lot of times you get kids seeing horror movies. They're like, it, it intrinsically stays with them and then they get developed fears from. And I just, I didn't really have that. So I kind of grew up without it. And then as I got older into my twenties, I was like, I wound up just, and this is one of them. I wound up appreciating them a lot more than being like scared. Like I vividly remember. That's what happens. I remember being in theaters and it was the strangers. I remember seeing mm. that like opening weekend and being like, I'm not even necessarily like, but this is different. Like it's slower. It's methodical. It's like suspense and tension are what gets yeah. you when you grow yeah. up. Like when you're younger, you like, you know, you watch the horror stuff. You like the jump scares. You like the, but as you get older, like the real fear always comes from that, like tension. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. And especially with it too, because we'll definitely dive into that later. It was there so different in the way they're executed and i i respect them a lot more because they they run the gamut the one i was in was like a shoestring budget and like sure. i just i had a ball and like there oh, was they all look fun there um, was a very specific line i that hooked oh, me independent into it that, you know low yeah. budge loves horror because you mm -hmm. know it's not it didn't take a lot to make things scary it's one room and a little bit of fake blood you can make a scary movie you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's um it's interesting too because like there is a shift too when you say about the strangers, and then you are getting more of these releases that are uh, methodically tension pacing. And I mean, they exist in you know the eighties, nineties, but they're far and few between, right? Like mm -hmm. I'd recommend like Misery to you if you know yeah. you're in the early nineties. It's that you know not full blown horror, but yeah, you have the strangers, and then a few years later you have like something like The Conjuring, and then you know. Mm -hmm. um, well, also, so, I think what you're talking about, too, then, with The Conjuring and with this, too, is, like, a, almost, like, a, a blockbuster horror, like, a mm -hmm. bigger budget horror. You know what I mean? Like, you really got into a horror that, like, cashed in on the, like, like we know teens are going to see this, so let's make it feel like a big franchise movie. And I yeah, feel like that's the way they feel. It's not just yeah, the paranormal it. activities. I mean, you know, and... the first it. Well, it, you know... It it and save it. That is a 
smash hit. I think it hold, you know, it holds some like number one record. I think it's it was like number one R rated for a while, maybe yeah. or number one horror R rated horror. For I think a while. it's right there, remember. and then like it went. But it to, made a like, lot of money for sure. Yes, I think it got beat out by the Joker or Joker to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that might have been. It might have rained until Joker uh, came out, but. You know, so that's a good pick there, but it's interesting to hear, like, and that's why I like asking that question, too, is, you know, you're like, yeah, I found it later in in life. Mm-hmm. And part of that is it's actually similar to, um, I spoke to uh, an actress, um, Alyssa Kaminsky, who starred in Velocipastor, which is another one of those. Nice. I mean, that yeah, is, yeah, yeah. you know, that has a very cult following, but that's same thing as Legend of Wasco. Like, they had no idea. And I had her on the show and went to high school with her. And she gave a similar answer. Well, I didn't. I don't like horror movies. You know, I I, I wasn't yeah. into them, and now I have a respect for them. I saw how the sausage was made. Yeah, and that's like I go in between. So, like selfishly, I picked it so I could talk a little bit about my career. If I'm going, I prefer. If I'm going to pick one that like I really like, like I almost decided, I almost did Cabin in the Woods because it's such a blend of horror and sci-fi, mm-hmm. like. That one's like right in my wheelhouse. Like if I had to pick a horror movie that like I really like, or something like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, like, you I just named a like a, a triple feature in October. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, like that's the final I, girls in there, and you got yourself a, a stew. <laughs> you got a stew going, baby. Yeah. A lot of meat left on that bone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's the same kind of thing. So like, I like it when they blend and then because like straight up horror, straight up slasher, I'm like, okay. Or like even scream, like scream being very meta about it, which is something we were able to do in Wasco, which I really enjoyed. Um, and then even a little bit in, I don't want to say it gets a little bit meta, but you do have some characters that are making those conscious comments about like what you have to be doing as a character, which I like a lot of times you get into slashers and it's like their characters are just saying goofy things to move the plot along. And you're like, no person would actually behave or act like this. A, a really nice thing of a mod, kind of what you're saying is a modern horror movies too. And I really always appreciate it. It's not even meta is when characters acknowledge things are odd and they're like mm-hmm. mention uh, pop culture. Yeah. Because that's how we well, would yeah, talk obviously about that it, right? started with Scream, and that's a fine line to walk because you don't want your horror movie to be a Marvel movie where everybody's like, "Oh, that just happened," you know, mm-hmm. like you. It's Battle in New York, balance. am I right? We've seen that balance, that pendulum swing a little too far at times, mm-hmm. and like I would even say it is close, like it walks mm-hmm. the line. But I think it's well written enough, and I really think it rides on the back of Finn Wolfhard so much. <laughs> like, yeah, if he's. He if he didn't land so many jokes, he's funnier than Bill Hader is in the sequel, which is bananas. <laughs> they gave Bill Hader, uh, you know, they try to, you know, they gave him a heavy, heavy dr- dramatics to not. I like what speed. they did. I'm not here to litigate Chapter Two because I'm like a, few, a defender. Me and you and have fought people, over not it. I'm not a fan. We're of not doing two. it. We're not going to do that tonight. We're talking about the first one. Right. But I just and mean then, in general. Funny enough, I'll be right in between you guys, just because like I like I enjoy the first one, and then I saw two, and I'm like, I can see what they were trying to do, but also like a little bit of like game of. Game of Thrones series where it's like there's clearly not enough material for you to base this off of, and then they're I, trying to stretch it into a full story. The minute two got out, and I'll go right into uh, the synopsis after this. The minute two got out, got me out of the movies was when um, Mike 
gives everyone a job like it's the beginning of a video game and they got to go find like their totems and and i was like oh but like their little side quests their side Um, we're not doing this it was fine (laughs) i brian made me you actually made me at some point you say give it a rewatch i gave it a rewatch and i became more in the middle on it part two than uh i'll tell you this it's a lot it's too much really but if it, if it's almost an it, hour is, longer, uh, isn't as it? far as I'm concerned, yeah. the, the meat there's enough meat on the bone to use our previous metaphor. So, medium bone, but uh, Dan, yeah, no, thank you for sharing your heart origin sure. story on that. And uh, no, it's always interesting to learn because, like, you know, I you never know where you're going to find it, but I think at some point everyone fucking finds it, even if it's not what they think is horror, which yeah. is kind of the beauty about this genre. Um. Because if you pick Tucker and Dale, and you're like, no, nah, I just like to laugh, like, and there's some creepy parts. Well, and it's uh, also like, I, ooh, I can, I'll be more self-serving because I got to audition for that director for a movie he did for Netflix called Little Evil, which was oh, the same I saw director. Little Evil, yeah, yeah. I saw Little Evil. So I got yeah. to, I got to audition for that, and it was the part Rob of, Corddry. Um, oh no, it's Adam, Scott. Adam Scott. Oh, I'm Adam thinking Scott. of it. There was another pregnancy. Uh, that was Hell Baby. Hell Baby. You're thinking of okay. Hell Baby. Yeah. So, um, well, this one, like they, and this, I, there are very few auditions that I've done that like stick in my head that like, oh, I liked it or I should have done mm-hmm. it. And I, I had the sides for a few days. This is when I was back in Ohio. Cause it actually filmed, um, it, Brian, it filmed in Amish country. I think okay. not far outside Akron, um, yeah, okay. but not far is. from where I grew up, but, um, they, they wanted me to play. It's a small part. And I didn't like, I looked up who was directing it. Cause I didn't know what, like what the movie was, what they were looking for. And they're like, Oh, it's a horror movie. Netflix is doing it. Blah, blah, blah. They wound up casting somebody who didn't look anything like me, but it was like more of a name. They were on like an ABC show or something. And as soon as I looked it up, it took me like two or three times reading through the sides. Yeah. Two or three times reading through the sides. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I, and I looked up who the director was and I'm like, oh, this is a horror comedy. And it changed yeah. how I was going to read it. Sure. And so I literally like did it as big and as over the top. And I was like chewing on because I was supposed to be a fallen angel that like half of my face was scarred. Next time I watch like, the movie, I'm going to or- yeah only in one scene and like i I actually was very confident about that and then i didn't get it and then i watched the movie and i'm like that guy doesn't look anything like me so it's there's another longer story about like casting and like i'm i'm slightly ever so slightly bitter about that because i had a lot of fun doing it and it was very over the top and i really enjoyed it but at the end of the day Mm. i didn't get it so yeah, oh, well. I guess you just gotta roll with it because that must be rough to think about. It, like, ah, I'm so much better than that. Well, that's that's the longer story about casting, and th- th- that's the thing. I didn't say better because it's like that clearly not better. Uh, I could have nailed it in a different way. That's the thing is that it's just like the short version of that story. I, I wasn't what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I have to. That's how I, my head cannon goes, and that's why I can just roll with it because it's like. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, I'll find somebody who does want. What I get I it. Offer. A, yeah, I'm an art. I'm a, a same similar fear and rejection as graphic design and art mm-hmm. artistry and all that. Like it's you know, you're any artist gets rejection. You got to learn to deal with it. So I love well, that and you that's have the that thing. Perspective. As far as actors go, people say that they're like, "How do you deal with such rejection?" I'm like, "Um, it's not rejection. It's just silence. If you yeah. don't get anything, you never hear." No, it's just true. radio silence. Nobody calls you up to tell you no. They just give it to someone else and you don't hear anything. It's like, being, it's like being fired. No one's just in a meeting on their calendar for three weeks from now to fire you. They're just going to yeah. do it. It just yeah. happens. And uh, it's, 
if you do hear back from people, typically it's like, uh, we can't use you now, but we really appreciate what you did. And that's rare. And it's happened a handful of times, but that's always like different and always super appreciated. Oh, great. Love mm-hmm. to hear that. Um, so as discussed, we're doing it part one. And, uh, like I said, I have pulled the synopsis from what we Google and it just doesn't, um, it, uh, they never planned it, but we'll see if this one does. Seven young outcasts in Derry, Maine, are about to face their worst nightmare, an ancient shape-shifting evil that emerges from the sore every 27 years to prey on the town's children. Banding together over the course of one horrifying summer, the friends must overcome their own personal fears to battle the murderous, bloodthirsty clown known as Pennywise. That was actually a I was say, I think Google nailed yeah. that one, but they also, also more iconic story to pull you know what i mean yeah well the previous movie you have the book like there's a lot of like well this plot synopsis of it floating around probably for google to pull from this stemmed from scream that i did with janine because that description is just like famous movie you know famous 90s movie that features a slash it it was very like huh um direct generic yeah the movie's directed by Andy Andy Muschietti. Uh What did he done? He did uh was it the Evil Ma- Dead? No, he oh, Mama. Mama. It was Mama before. Uh with, with also Evil Dead's uh, Fetty Alvarez, I'm sorry. Yeah. And Mama's a solid uh Mama I like movie. Mama a lot, actually. I Mama's really do. Was, Mama was a movie that um is a victim of its advertising because it's not yeah. this like uh supernatural, like grunge, like ghost is gonna kill you horror movie that it wants you to be it's just a really like sad tale about like it's kind of like a family almost like a children. family drama it's got scares and it's, it's, it's scary and it's stuff creepy also wasn't it one that was sold off the back of like Guillermo del Toro presents mm-hmm. Guillermo yeah, del Toro's so mama that, that also gives people weird expectations I remember mm-hmm. that used to like happen with the Quentin Tarantino like Quentin Tarantino presents Iron Monkey or something mm-hmm. people would get have weird yeah. expectations going into that they're like, no, he just wanted you to see it. He didn't really have anything to do with it. It's like Jordan <laughs> Peele's Candyman. He's, yeah, he's he's a producer, but like, and that's that can mean. But a producer so in the sense things. that literally he just like got it in front of your eyes. You know what I mean? My like, favorite version of that of like someone who doesn't care at all is like the Steven Spielberg produced like Transformer. We're talking Transformers earlier. Yeah. Like he produces all those movies. And it's like, I don't care. I'm just he cared about the first one. I remember he was out in force for the first one. He, you know, he he paid his dues on the red carpet from there on out. But, I mean, that was like, when it was that, 15 years ago? Yeah. So, yeah. It's like Christian yeah, Nolan in the, DC, in the DCEU. That first Man of Steel, he was like, yeah, me and my wife are involved because of the Dark Knight. And then he was like, oh, get the fuck out of here. I think it was Jonathan. I don't even think it was Christian no, Nolan. I think, I think he's on the... Maybe producing, yeah, right producing maybe. credit, yeah. but it's produced. it was just to help like ease the dark nightness. So hey, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, this movie though though does have a really interesting um, uh, path getting made. I always found um, it went through a few directors, most notably Kerry Fukunaga of um, I remember that of uh, it's like right before he did True Detective. Was that and, uh, they signed before, or was it after True Detective? No, it was before they True Detective. It was okay. before True Detective, and he was, I mean, he had cast at Will Poulter, and it was like, my edition blew, blew me away. Right. And I remember being that. Will because Poulter was, would have been good. 
Because it was this, like, that was before we've seen the Will Poulter. This was, like, War the Miller's Will Poulter, where, like, if you didn't have that foresight. It doesn't matter. Those eyebrows, like, he's got them. Like, he's got evil eyebrows. And so, um, and Carrie Fukunaga is uh, credited as a screen, like, the two guys, he did the screenplay with someone else, and they're both credited on this. But I'm pretty sure it's, you know, this is Muschietti's movie, and I believe the only actor they kept is Finn Wolfhard. So it's interesting that Finn Wolfhard stayed on way, like, you know, six years or something like that. Like, um, and this movie, uh, this thing was huge. I mean, we, it it was riding also that success of Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The... I don't think we could get through any uh, the movie. 80s kids. You guys, I mean, it's 80s, 80s kids, kids on bikes. 80 kids, kids on, on bikes. bikes. That's, I don't... They nailed it. Oh, man. That's, can I talk about one of my biggest pet peeves in this movie is how the kids just constantly leave their bikes laying in the road. Mm-hmm. They just get that's, off their bikes and that. leave them. They abandon them all the time. It always drives me crazy. Every time I watch it, I'm like, get, I'll run over your bikes. I'll do it. <laughs> Out of spite. They're not even in a yard. No, just in the gutter at least. Just throw them. No, off just the throw side. them down. Does well, dreary dairy. It's dairy. 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 dairy is so dreary. I, mean, I, think I was going to say like, it looks oh, dreary. Yeah. Oh, my main note of the thing is every adult. Once he turns the age of like twenty four, everyone's just such a fucking piece of shit and yeah. like mean and evil and grimy looking. They they address that in the second one though, don't they? That well, there's yeah, a there's cloud a over of, like, the idea. That, yeah, the idea that the, that it that Pennywise the negativity like, around the town, the town yeah. kind of, and like it's. But uh, I do think they could do a little bit better of a job of selling that. Like you know, when like <laughs> people drive by while the kids get about to get murdered on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a balloon. Head. That's okay. There's a yeah. balloon. Uh, the balloon blocked my view. I couldn't see uh, the poor child getting stabbed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the top three harshest things in this movie. Just the fucking knife to the flesh um so we we do start this intro um and i was listening i was watching with my headphones on so i actually heard it like you even hear like kids laughing on that intro with the Mm -hmm. the logo which i normally wouldn't know but it was this eerie effect and this rain is really heavy and it's uh george georgie and um ben no not ben uh bill bill i'm gonna fuck all these kids names up um, I have Bill. it up in the other monitor. It's the only reason Good, I yeah. remember him. I and Bill, and, you know, they're just setting up, like, he's going to make him this paper plane. He's going to say, okay, go out there, but don't be too long. Just real, you know, brother stuff. I don't they're, I don't know why anyone would want to play in that heavy a rain, but it's five-year-olds. Well, and, like, the whole thing is that Bill kind of, like, is blowing him off a little mm-hmm. bit. It's like, here, take this thing, go play. Believe me. Be an older brother. Older just, brother stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's uh, randomly sick. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and he's randomly sick. And, yeah, so he just straight up goes out there, and his boat gets, like, lost, and he, down the drain, and he goes to the drain, and this is our, it was what a great introduction of Pennywise. Uh, I know I failed to note that this is a remake of the Tim, classic Tim Curry, uh, 90s miniseries, yeah. which yeah. is only good because of Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. Um, Outside of his performance alone, it's pretty forgettable. And, I, you know, of a, of a certain age, I know that miniseries does, like, hold, like, people, like, tight. I know I've had guests on this show, like, reference that as their origin, too. So, oh, it had its because time Because it was a horror thing that got beamed into your house, you know what I mean? Like, 
it was on TV, your mom and dad didn't have to take you to the theater, which they wouldn't do, you could like, you know, even if you never saw the movie, you could see the previews for the, you know what I mean? It would be on your TV all the time, like, this week, it, you know, and but, see creepy ass Tim Curry and shit. But also you have like, for that, it's like network TV scary. So you're getting... Yeah what 20 percent of what this movie is able to accomplish maybe this movie does yeah. so much um it's, oh it's a hard r for this movie for sure but so they have that and then we meet pennywise with the pop pop popcorn you know oh, scars guard is so good like you were saying, I'm, I'm sure Poulter would have been good too but god bill scars uh, scars are the fact that he's a when you find out that he's able to do those eyes just naturally, naturally yeah, that that's not a that, that's not an effect that he's insane. doing it on set. Yeah, there's also since we just brought him up, there's one. Um, I remember either reading a thing or like hearing a story on some podcast somewhere about Bill Skarsgård in the taping of this first movie, where he was saying uh, he was nervous, and they kept him separated from mm-hmm. the the young kids, so that way when they saw him at first, like the reaction would be much more genuine. They'd be much more afraid. And he said, um, one of the kids, I don't, I want to say it was the actor who played Eddie, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. I just, just cause I have it next to me. Yeah, please. Wanna, thank you. I want to say it was him, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, where he said that this is coming from Skarsgård and he was like, they did the take, everything's great. The kids are nice and scared and like, it was all good. But then apparently Bill Briggs character afterwards, he's like, no, Hey, I'm just an actor. It's all okay. Mm-hmm. But apparently the kid was like the most Hollywood, like, nope. Love it. Love the energy, man. Let's do it. Let's I read that, again. too. He just... <laughs> that that kid, because he plays Eddie, he's one of my... Like, I, we already we talked about Finn Wolfhard, but actually, we should shout out all the kids, but I love he's his so performance, good. too. And mm-hmm. then the guy that got to play the older version, it was, it was uncanny. It's the best uncanny. casting in the whole thing. And he, like, married so his mother, and he's like, this is the nervousness, perfectly... Yeah. Yeah, the kids are real good. Yeah, all the kids. I mean, just an amazing cast of kids. Uh, Sophia Willis. Um, she. I always try to shout it out. The Oz Perkins, Gretel and Hansel movie. If you get a chance to give that a shot, everybody should check that out. I know there's been kind of a dearth of witch movies lately, mm-hmm. but it was really good, really atmospheric, really kind of cool. And Oz Perkins, you know, if anybody watched The Black Coat's Daughter, uh, that's another... Oh, it's her. Know, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, that's Oz Perkins. He directed okay. that, and he directed the new Gretel Hansel, and it's really good, and she starred in that, and she's in the new Dungeons & Dragons movie, getting ready to come out. Um, And then, uh, you know, we talked about, uh, obviously, Finn Wolfhard's, you know, and the other... I kid, like... And then, uh, the other kids, again, you've got their names there, but all of them. Yes. Uh, I like one the, kid, the kid who plays Ben was in the Goosebumps sequel. Uh, well, I was saying, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I like the kid who plays Ben. He, was in the, he actually got typecast as that. He was in the Goosebumps sequel. Just yeah. because Goosebumps. And then he was in um, Are You Afraid of the Dark has his now miniseries like every October, and he's in the oh. first one. Actually directed by Andy Palmer, who did um, uh, uh, Funhouse Massacre. Through the oh, okay. first miniseries, and I'm sorry, Ben Grabinski, not Andy Palmer. That that very different. Uh, but people I follow on Twitter, just <laughs> conveniently enough, Ben Grabinski, he did that. And uh, but the kid plays the same thing. They literally have the same intro. Like he has headphones on and he's walking into uh like high school and you know and that that anyway. Uh, it's uh, cast... Jer- Jeremy Ray Taylor. Is, yeah, plays Ben. The cast just fucking kills it and uh but georgie uh, you know it starts just so impactful like 
you want to float? And he eats, uh, it gets him in the sore. And oh, yeah, he fully you see tears him. little Georgie's arm clean yeah. off in a very gruesome scene. It's bleeding out, and they love the overshot. The overhead of the, like, arm yeah. coming out. And I think the that long was a the blood trail going down to the drain. I mean, it's shot amazing. Like, it was shitty. It directs the hell out of this thing. You know, and then we go right to uh, June 1989, thick of summer, or right, I think school's supposed to be getting out, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to have been what, like not a not a full year. Georgie's been gone. Yeah, there's still seven, eight like, months, something like, like nine, that. Eight or nine months, yeah. Eight or nine months, something yeah. like that. End and, of the uh, school year. Yeah. This is kind of when we meet our our family, our kids. We start off with Mike, mm-hmm. who uh, who has this, this scare of uh, he's living with his uncle, and he has the scare of seeing these burned hands coming out of a door. And we do learn later that that is his parents, and. uh you know, he's given, so, you know, just scare and we meet Bev and, you know, Bev is just bullied and smoked in the background. She has a reputation of being a slut and which, you know, we already know as the audience is not true, but she just rolls with it. Uh, you know, and obviously, you know, Bev's home life is suspect. There's, uh, you know, questionable things well, That's going the real horror. Bev. That's the real yeah. horror of this movie. Right. Um and, is how, uh, how awful all the, all the well, parents again, are. All the yeah. adults that we see, like Bev's dad, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Eddie's Hen- mom. Henry's dad. Well, when yeah, f- Henry's dad. Like, everybody, it's it's in all of them. When you first meet Bev's the, uh, the pharmacist, Bev's mom, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, God, the pharmacist. So gross. Henry, when you Ugh. first meet uh, Eddie's, mom? Eddie's mom, Eddie's I'm mom. I'm like, well, she's just, prote- at first, it's like, okay, she's just, like, overly protective and, like, Happens to be like overweight, like nothing. She's the know. only one that you can be even watch because I, I watched it say she's the only one who you can be like, okay. But then later at on, at least have good intentions. Yeah, there's a little Munchausen by proxy kind of go like yeah. bubbling beneath the surface yeah. on that one. And it's like Best later line on. of the movie is when he throws the says, yeah. they're gazebos, they're gazebos, they're gazebos. Um, I know what they are. They're gazebos. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but we. Yeah, we do get to meet everything. There's this great running gag. Like, so Bev and Ben meet, and Ben is a new kid, literally listening to New Kids on the Block. Um, she's very sweet, signs his yearbook. And, um, but then we go back to Bill, and we see, you know, this is when we meet his dad, just being a jerk, not even being like, yeah. you know, the pharmacist bad, just being a jerk to his son. Yeah. Um, uh, real, real it's time to get over your missing brother energy yeah here. it hasn't you know, been, you just get over that one real easily it hasn't even been a full calendar year he's fucking dead man right like right. whoa jesus this guy dad, didn't even okay. wait as long as skeet ulrich did to try to bang nev campbell that's like how fast he was ready to forget his son that's like that's a anyway. metric of time you should that's you should a find a shorter time. way <laughs> one one we call it yeah. one skeet you know how <laughs> expensive it is to kill to speed kids <laughs> one skeet and one skeet, two skeet hours. I he hadn't even it. had it. He was like three quarters of a skeet. He didn't even wait. Um. <laughs> so, but we do get this reveal that he's like built the the sore tunnel system because like dreary yeah. dairy has this dairy. big, big fucking like you know sore system that everyone's familiar with, and uh, he's building it because he's like, no, my brother's still out there, and it's it's I don't know, pretty innocent. He's still only like what thirteen. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a little. Um, I think it's supposed to be yeah, like a little younger even. Yeah, we meet St- we meet Stan, who I do feel like Stan is like the forgotten uh, loser to me. Like 
You know, we it's, we have a thing with his bar mitzvah. I was gonna say he seems like the one with the least amount to do, but with I, arguably the scariest fucking. Image. Oh, I was gonna say the forgotten Mike is kind of the forgotten kid yeah. because they take away yeah. the thing that they even give him to do in the book, which is in the book he's kind of the town historian, mm-hmm. and they give mm, that to, to give it to ben, ben as like the new kid who researched the town because he was moving there, which makes sense plot wise for Ben to be like why he did it, but it takes a thing away from Mike, and I feel like there's a forty minute trip they introduce we get Mike's intro with the scary hands, and then we don't see him again until like the shit at the river, and that's like a good chunk of the movie. He's You're just right. gone. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um. So he's not at the quarry with there's, them. He's, there's like a lot that goes on that cements them as a group that he's not there for. There's two really forgotten losers then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you put it that way, and uh, yeah, but we do get things like Dan. And you can kind of understand why they underplay Stan and why they don't spend a ton of time on him when you know what's gonna what goes on in the second. Movie and that's and what I was gonna ask if it was it's Stan like, who takes his own do life because I feel the remember. like you feel mm-hmm. like well. Okay. It's not gonna matter as much because we're not gonna get the payoff of like the older character as much. So like they don't maybe put as much into him. Um, I I don't know. I mean that's just speculation. Who knows where the cuts were made? Because this is a damn near two and a half hour movie. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a lot. That's kind of why I'm also kind of like running two through. We talk about whatnot, well, so we don't just get. Big down at point. No, we don't need to get bogged down in yeah. every block. But damn, thing. We're doing what were you going to say there? I was just going to say, like, as far as that, like, you, you're you talking about seven kids and then Pennywise, as far as that, but like, it's a very well balanced ensemble. It's t- I mean, it moves. Yeah. Outside of those two kind of not having as much to do with some of the other characters, and like we talked about a little bit earlier, like, Finn, the reason, like, Finn Wolfhart has as big a role as he does is because he's constantly cracking jokes. If you don't yeah. give him that, then and outside of the argument they have on the street where it's like we're all gonna fucking die, I'm out. Mm. Like he doesn't have that much to do either. Shit, so he's yeah, like, you're right. He yeah, he's more of just a comic relief, but he's got a lot of mm-hmm. really memorable lines that hit really hard. I, uh, and mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything away from the sure. other. We were talking about how good the ensemble and all the kids are, and that goes yeah, for yeah, the yeah. kids who are underplayed too. They're great yes. in the roles they have. It just yeah, yeah and. Again, you're talking about, like you said, trying to balance seven roles is an impossible task anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're, you you got to introduce all the characters, and you're trying to give them screen time and trying to build them up enough to care about them. It's a lot to ask. It very much does feel, especially the way this was executed, because you bring up Stranger Things, which is kind of like all of that nostalgia just yeah, coming back through. heavily compared, you know. Same thing, except where this is like it feels much more like you're di- you're you're boiling it all down and you're mm. literally reducing it to the purest form. Where Stranger Things, you're pulling out. I want to see this as a movie. I, I don't. Like, exactly. I don't want to interest. I know there is an it like prequel or whatever. Like I think there's still it, it still may be in the boiler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Pennywise. Ooh, Dairy Main, a Dairy Main, Main show I, or something like that. I want to see these as movies like compared to like, you know, I don't need everything like detail put in. I'm making it up or filling in the blanks here. Um but yeah, so you like uh Dan said though, we do get the scariest moments. We're getting this thing from uh uh, from Stan's story to me too. He's he's studying uh, for his bar mitzvah, and there's this creepy painting of this woman, and he just keeps visualizing zombie version of her. I think my one knock on this movie is the overuse of CGI for some of the monster, like for the peak mm, yeah. monsters. Sure. Um, 
It doesn't take anything away from it. It's just like, oh, I think that would be creepier as an actual, like, practical effect. Well, and it's interesting because you have that one being kind of overly CGI'd for Stan, but then mm-hmm. you have the one for Eddie, which is the leper, and that one is so well done, and it's literally it's a dude good. chasing him around the house, like, and it's creepy as hell. I, um, I like Ben's first introduction, too, or, like, first introduction with Pennywise, uh... Oh, in, in the, the library. Where we're yeah, in the this, library ones were really good. Which when he is, starts flipping through the pictures and they see the kid's head up in the tree, that's a the really headless good. corpse comes the, after the, the, yeah, corpse the headless corpse them. picking up the eggs and dropping them, and he's falling. And the way it walks, the way it kind of moves, is real, real. Uh, and it moves creepy, like it, this. This uh, maybe because I just talked about it. Also, like this movie, especially this time watching, I was like. This is a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I mean, it is basically oh, sure. this version of Freddy where you're like, could only do things if you believe, like you are afraid and fear and then tricking the kids into things they're not seeing. Like the fact that the kids later on is really drumming ahead here is like cleaning up the blood that no one else can see in the bed in the bathroom except for Bev still sees this blood. Oh, like, yeah. Also, there's no way they would be able to get all that blood out. I oh, mean, no. It's the, it's so covered. There's no way those kids... As the father of a 12-year-old, let me tell you that <laughs> their ability to clean something thoroughly is suspect. Hard, hard air quotes on thoroughly. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, like... It, I, I'm not, they're lucky that the parents couldn't see what was probably left behind, which was a lot of uh, little in-the-cracks blood and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, having having uh, said all that, though, during this whole time, one character we forgot to mention is uh, there is this disgustingly racist gang of bullies in town oh, led God. by one main racist one. but because it's 2017 and we're a, a more sensitive society very careful not to drop any hard ends oh oh wait wait let me bring that up because <laughs> no hard uh, ends I, but some hard r's I, well sure sure i told you guys before i last night i recorded uh, uh another fear for uh final destination four yeah, there is a rate. There is this man, this kid grown up. Yeah, and the, the guy with the tow truck, right? <laughs> yeah, it is just a hard R out of nowhere. And it, it, it talked about it last night. It is, I'm jarring. glad it's not in this movie because it's jarring. It's not like yeah. I'm not prepped for it as if I'm watching uh, like Django Unchained or something where I'm like t- transported back into a period, you know. Anyway, it's just Look, funny. I don't need it. I'm not back. one of those guys who's like, I, but like. Well, I, I yeah. just know that there's three if, white guys talking about this. In the just... 80s, if a bully was that racist, I'm telling you, he's he's dropping them. You know, yeah, like, the guys we all know it. Using like... hard R's, F's, N's, you know. Yeah, F slurs. I was going to say, though, to be fair, though, as far as, um, and this was Henry Bowers, played by Nicholas Hamilton, mm-hmm. to his credit, you don't need it because he's such a no. good, like, he, in, in as far no, as, know. like, antagonists go he's almost just as menacing as pennywise is I, where it's like he, well he embodies that stephen king bully that yeah. is like an archetype in and of itself uh mm-hmm. for sutherland from stand by me you well, know that, like, me. totally unpredictable wild clearly damaged person who is like you know bad news straight up like um the ratty bully kid in over the top Okay. The arm wrestles in the like diner, like the kids look just alike, and it's that same like just grind. You know. Anyway, that's a very meek sentence. 
Um, we get it. You hate pores, Joe. God, yeah. right? you made it clear. I didn't know it came off that way. <laughs> um, but so, but but his shit's going on in the this whole thing, and you know, and that is, that is the catalyst how all these kids meet. I mean, they're they they go to find Ben, right? Uh, and please correct me if I really skipped anything major. And they go to find Ben to carve his name into his stomach, which is so yeah. fucking gruesome. And yeah, it's really grim. And Ben fights back and gets away, but they follow him out to the sores while the kids are down in the sores to help Bill out find his brother. They're like, yeah, they're searching for Georgie like, and they run into Ben and he's all like, I got to get some sewer water into my open wounds. Oh. <laughs> That's the most I ever hear your accent, Joe, is when you try to say sewer. Oh, I don't even know because it, it comes. You put it into one syllable, so it's like sore. Sore, yeah, sore. The sore, not, not the sewer. No, it's a sore. We're from Ohio. We have the <laughs> distinct lack of an accent. We just war. hard enunciate. Well, everything. you you would say that, but then we're gonna go wash our clothes and drink a gallon of milk because those are two of the big ones. <laughs> wow. Okay, now I'm gonna be self conscious of every word I say. No, it's, I, well, also I was a big Ninja Turtles fan growing up, so sewer was like. Ingrained yeah, in my brain East for Coast. very yeah, very early. Oh, it's age. so funny. Uh, yeah, first time I even knew I had an accent. I went to school in Pennsylvania, and they were like, "You don't have it until you have a couple beers." And I just talk really fast, and there it comes. It sounds like you're from New Jersey. I, yeah, I have family from New Jersey, so I I definitely can hear it. But yeah, those well, like, fine. This is where I'm gonna let it out. I'm Australian. <laughs> oh shit! It's been five you years. No, I've been on. doing this for five years. I've been on this accent the whole time. <laughs> We knew it. We knew it. We always knew it. But yeah, no, it's like handsome. (laughs) It's true. It was with the the accent and the beard, the combination. That's right. I'm from the outback. (laughs) But you and that's the thing is like I was because I was thinking about this as well. Is that did the archetype is like how much different is a Stephen King bully and how much like they're they're literally psychopathic and two yeah a Stephen King bully actually like made me like overly afraid of what might happen to me in school in high school you know what i mean like stephen yeah. king boys like legitimately fucked me up a little bit where i was like is there they really could they could kill somebody you. who yeah. acts like that oh you're gonna I mean, get stabbed it's not even it, the carved the carving in the flesh and then later on they're gonna beat him with uh beat uh mike with a rock yeah. Uh, well, then there's a rock war, which yeah, is right, right before the yeah, rock, war. the rock war. That's in the war. same so scene. Good. The most mm-hmm. brutal, maybe the most brutal scene in the movie because so um, many kids get pelted in the head with but rocks. Dor- during this, uh, during this uh, tunnel scene, the first one, uh, there's another bully going around with a homemade flamethrower. Yeah, which once again just gonna murder him. He's gonna carterize his cut and then burn his face off. Uh, he gets eaten by. Uh, yeah, he gets, he gets snapped by, up by Pennywise. Uh, Pennywise. Um, but and you're that right. Leads, I like that leads to the scene a little bit later where you see that like they just hang up the missing kid posters over the previous one. Mm-hmm. Like it just they're so quick to forget about the missing kids in this area. Like the way mm-hmm. that I guess it's not. Uh, there are more things kind of just built into the movie. They don't explicitly tell you, but there are things built into the movie to let you know that shit's not right. You know, it does a good. Yeah. It, it does a really good job of. Uh, I know it's cliche to say making dairy a character you know make like 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 i mean that's as cliche as you could be to you know new york city is a character but like something like the the town fair and the the signs that's absolutely part of it i don't need the explanation of 
another boy went missing and here's a newscast we happen to be hearing and yeah. blah 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 the movie's uh as as you just said it's tight it, it's two and a half hours but it moves i watched this at work i rewatched it at work today because i've seen so much and i literally was like oh shit it's already three o'clock like you know i was you know illegally watching it meaning it shouldn't have been but doing it at work not at not i was in the office like, too immorally immorally <laughs> but doing anything against the time law. oh time thief i'm gonna have to uh no i'm making some notes time, uh, here i see a time thief but I'm calling your boss oh please um but anyway the boys please do me. after the boys uh do after that whole scene uh they're like we need to stitch this kid up uh and they go to this pharmacy but for some reason they're not allowed to buy what they need from the pharmacist even though it's nothing I think that... they don't have enough money they, they didn't they don't yeah. have enough... is so that they, what not enough money they didn't have enough money and then so, so Bev distracts the creep pharmacist and they get what they need and that's where they mm-hmm. kind of hook up with Bev that's where Bev she knew yeah. she knows Ben from running into a school so like while they're getting this is kind of how they like Bev kind of gets brought and she knows the boys group. but like Bev just wants friends too yeah, and, and like, she right. just wants she just wants to buy her tampons. That's right. Yeah, and they're just like, "All right, peace out." You know, we'll see you. And then they go to the rock quarry, which is I was say they invite her to the quarry. You know, and yeah, she well, shows up and like changes their lives. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> shows up, jumps right in the water. Gets you know, gets into her. Runaway jumps right in the water, and the boys don't know what the fuck to do, and they're just... The, the scene where they're all staring at her while she's laying there, so good. she looks up, they're so all funny. like, oh, oh, it looks good. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, no. yeah. Uh, that, and when they go to her apartment after the blood thing, and she's like, I have to show you something, and Richie goes, more than you showed us at the quarry? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, I find that scene fucking crazy, though, when they go in the rock water right after stitching up their friend, and they're like, yeah, they're... The, Quarry water. Let's just swim all in that. He's got a little water. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, well, that's a runner. Was the gray water? So they kept bringing that up too. Yeah, yeah he's afraid of the gray water. Mm-hmm. Um, but where are we from there? And I don't know. I feel like this is when we all meet them and they meet up, and then this is also when we really get our Pennywise to start ramping up. Well, they've all like had an encounter, and they all start telling each other about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, all go, the this is where they all go. They all go back to Ben's after this, and he kind of like lays out what he thinks is going on. Mm-hmm. And that's this. Scene, They're in the right? town fair, yeah. and Ben's like, you know, and they look through the newspaper clip. You know, it shows them the newspaper clippings, and and uh, I mean, my favorite scene of the movie is. Absolutely, the projector, the projector scene. It's it, ex- Yeah, that's a. That's a. I was gonna say you were talking about the scariest scenes. I think that's probably the one that I think is the most effective in yeah. this movie. And I've mm-hmm. seen that scene, you know, mimicked in other things since then in like lazier ways, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't work. It's like I know what you're gonna do. Like you know, the yeah. thing going off by itself, just to have yeah. the uh, the monster reveal. Um. And, uh, sorry, this is where I say, you know, I get lost and all over the place. Lose uh, your train of thought. Yeah. It happens. That's because you're, you're doing what I'm doing. Just picturing giant Pennywise reaching out. Like, ah, 
<laughs> I think that's what gets me. Like I had seen the thing, you know, you like you talk about the it goes off by itself or the picture like weirdly starts to reveal something. I mean, yeah, I guess they'd even done it earlier in the movie with the kid in the tree, you know, that with the yep. when Ben well, was looking. But like it's when they kick in and then giant Pennywise is like in the garage with them. Well, it's that's, how I think that's where like they took it to the next level that you weren't expecting, you know. Before he reveals himself, like before that had happened to its um you know, we get like we also we get Pennywise and learn like it's all really great comedic effect. Like him uh, of a distance waving the arm of the boy he just you know ate at. I uh, love ate. waving Georgie's little arm and, or whoever's arm it's supposed and, to be. Uh, That's so funny. And I mean, even like it was in all the trailers of the balloons coming past his face. Like there's yeah. comedic <laughs> from Scarsgar there um, after the creepy thing, and. The pinnacle of it is that slideshow machine, because you're right. He's oh, this isn't just this clown. This is a guy's fucking giant. Yeah, or be whatever like, he yeah. wants to be. But I think we didn't talk enough about Scarsgard, but I do think he does a great job of being menacing, even though he sounds ridiculous. Like he's being silly. Yep. Everything about him should seem silly, but he's still somehow menacing, and that's a very de- delicate line to walk. As you know what I mean? I think mm. he does it. You know, it would have been. It would have been hard. Well, he, from, play, he, he plays it different than Curry, and you had to. You couldn't just do what Tim Curry was doing, or you that would mm-hmm. suck. You know, you'd well, just be out here. Definitely yeah. the smart way to do it. I would say, like, from, from watching what he's doing for choices, it's like it's very, I would say, if you're doing that character, it's very authentic to it, where it's like, this is, what is he trying to do in order to appeal to children to get their guard down. And like, you see that all in the first scene going back to it where he's oh, like, popcorn, yeah, pop, pop, pop. popcorn. But it's like, also like parents feels, say not to talk to strangers. Feels alien too. Feels strange. Doesn't it's, it feels off. He knows how to mimic those things, but he doesn't feel natural, mm-hmm. you know, but it, but he still knows the words to say to be like, Oh, we're not strangers anymore. Your, your name's Georgie. My name's Pennywise. And it's like, it's a different tone and it's like, how do I get these kids to kind of let their guard down and let me in? Because he's realized like if the, the more comfortable they're feeling, the more I hit them the other direction, that's, they're going to get that more feel. They're going to get, they're going to have more fear. It's going to be better for Pennywise in the long run. No, you're You're absolutely right there. Like it's just this foreboding and building of this character and letting you in and, um, that's why, I mean, it's a modern, uh, you know, horror icon now. Like, the, mm. the best ones smallly let you in before you, I think, find them iconic. Um, you know, there's a reason why Bagul from fucking uh, uh, Sinister didn't stick around, right? Yeah. Or, like, the insidious demon didn't, like, yeah. catch on in its own, and, like, you know. Um, And, and Pennywise's, uh, it really stuck around. And what made me realize it is... Uh, as um, a couple years ago when this movie was new, it was like a year or two after new, I was at like, it was like a family kind of funeral thing. And so there was all people I didn't know when I was in charge of like, hey, Joe, can you just watch all these little kids? And there was one that was like nine, maybe 10. Like she was younger than Harrison or about the same age at the time. And I remember her, you know, kids do. She's like, Pennywise is down there, like teasing the other kids who have no idea who the fuck Pennywise is. And I'm like, oh, this is your Freddy Krueger now. Like, yeah. that's the way she talked about it as if, like, someone of that age teased someone else. And I was just a bystander of, like, you know, don't run, you know, you know, making sure. And I, 
Or listen to that. I always Joe stay with gathered me. all the kids around and told them that Pennywise was the down story. there. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, don't go down there. Pop, pop, pop. Doing a little impression. Yeah. And um, The, the but, fact that one lost their arm has nothing to do with anything. Don't worry, don't worry about that. <laughs> anyway, I'll never forget that because it was so like, holy shit. Yeah, I remember having that like fear of a movie character. That's or even like talking legend. about a movie character that you, that you knew was scary even though you had never seen the movie. You know, they were just in the, Freddy the, 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 the cultural zeitgeist. Six, yeah, cultural six-year-old. Exactly. Um, so, uh, a little bit after that, you know, they're, they're, uh, or is it before that? Anyway, they, they go to the, they, uh, Bev deals with the pool of blood and the fucking hair wrap in the sink and, uh, you know, they all have their moments and that's the biggest one. I mean, Bill sees Georgie in the basement and that's fucking terrifying. I think that is also him at a scary, like in the water, just eyes peering back mm-hmm. when you realize that he's legitimately like puppeting georgie that's very creepy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and that's something that goes unnoticed too i think in like a first watch always of like oh, yeah. he's just using the dead body and throwing the voices of controlled quiz more than anything yeah um and uh so like all this stuff happens i mean well, they decide they're going to go to the house because that's what his mom, like, that's the confluence of all those sewers. Like, that's, that's where, where they the well get is, to the yeah. big, yeah, and it's this haunted an house. They, it's they where, decided they need to search or whatever. It's where Eddie saw the, the, leper, the leper come from. Yeah. Um, and everyone is like, Bill, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and Fair. he's like, I, and he does, and I love that Richie point, no, Eddie points out, it was Richie points out. Well, wow, you didn't stutter. He gives this big fucking speech about mm-hmm. how I have to go do something. And that haunted house scene is just it's it's an it's an act of like filmmaking brilliance too, because it gives it's truly it becomes a fun house. But almost so and I, almost everybody gets a scene in there, like it's a moment in the house to have something cool or have a cool set piece or something. And there's two separate times. Cause at first they go in there and there's only three of them. And then they realize that they can't just be the three of them. Cause then they easily get separated. They easily get overpowered. Yeah. And then that's when you had the first, when they actually do defeat him for the first time and then they leave and then you have the fight between all of them and then they disband and then Bev gets kidnapped. So mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. is, uh, is the point where though, like, they go in, you have the clown full of the rooms, and that's a really fun, you know, if you could pause it and you could see, like, you could see uh, the it cl- the uh, the first it clown in the background. Yeah, the Penny, Tim, the, like, the Tim Curry, Curry and it's a really good nod. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Richie freaking out over the over his own missing posters is a yeah. good one, because mm-hmm. he hadn't, Richie hadn't had a big Pennywise he, moment like everybody else, so he's he was just still afraid of clowns. a skeptical that was, one, yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, and then the big one is they, they get upstairs, and then it's you know, bait, choose your own fate, basically scary, not scary, really fucking scary. very scary, yeah. And uh, you know, I think that all doors are going to be bad, but they go through yeah. it and they deal with their fate, and that's right, they they get out of it. But they, as you said, they argue on that front fucking lawn of like, we're not in this, we're in this because of you, and we're out of here. And I, uh, I was going to say, uh, my favorite scare there is when he comes out of the fridge, the way he like unfolds yeah. out of the fridge, mm-hmm. he kind of like t- untwists. They did that, they just did that again, uh, Sam Raimi 
did that with the Scarlet Witch in the new Doctor Strange. Movie. Yes, they do a. They have her do that same move. You're um, right. It's very good, though. It's very I, cool. <laughs> it's a good effect. It's better in it. It looks better in it. Oh sure. It's also supposed to be sk- like they tone it. They. You, they I've a, I feel like well, with because this because it's there. more supernaturally and you know what I mean because yeah. like everything's so fantastical in the but I think it's really creepy the way he unfolds out of there and then that's yeah. when well he, it's it's you learn quick he's got, not <laughs> and he's got a really terrible fake broken arm in that scene like you can totally see his real arm like it's not if you know it once you notice it it's hard not to see oh I gotta pay attention to that next time I better yeah, I, I don't remember when I picked up on it but now when I watch that scene it's like a really great scene he's it's because it's got that moment of intensity between Bill that you were talking I think it's the scene you're talking about where they that they were filming and and he first like scares Eddie and like. Mm-hmm. It's got all that in it, but then when you notice that bad fake arm, I'm like, don't worry about that. Just pay attention to the performance. (laughs) I mean, it could have been there. It would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. But then when we, um, yeah, it's definitely there if you noticed it, but it didn't. Some surprise they weren't like, let's smooth it out. You know, see the CG doesn't like I, said, I don't even think it's that noticeable, but once you notice it, and now I've ruined it for everybody who watches this podcast. So. Um, right. <laughs> I will say the only the only time I noticed something where it was like overly CGI, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, was when they're doing that rock war, uh, when the kids yeah. are throwing that's some it was some real janky looking green yeah, some weird stuff. yeah there's some weird, i was like, like green there's some weird green screen in that scene yeah. that's like, like the bullies looked okay mm. the bullies looked fine but with the kids on the other side like it just and i think that's why the cuts were so quick i was like this is that's strange this is a little yeah, I, I know what you're it's talking forrest about. gump ping pong which is you know over a decade before this comes out and you're like that looks oh, great because it's almost two two decades yeah, <laughs> two decades yeah, before. yeah 20 years yeah. Um. Uh, that's a good, a good, a good eye there. But that's yeah. so many skeets. I don't even know how many skeets that is. <laughs> so skeets. That's a, that's not like forty skeets. That's a lot of skeets. Uh, so it sounds dirtier uh, than it is. That's right. Somebody's doing listen like they section just that out. You're not going to know what we're talking about. And you know what? I don't want to explain it. I like it like no, this. No. no. <laughs> At the uh, at the midpoint of the movie, though, where like they do split up, and it truly is this midpoint of the movie, and we get like a hard stop, and we go back to our racist piece of shit um, bully. And it, but at this point, we learn, you know, he's getting abused by his father. They're playing with his gun, and uh, Pennywise has plans for him because Pennywise has eyes on the whole fucking town. Um. And will that I look come Pennywise back in the TV when he's watching the TV. It's my favorite. It's uh, um, Terrifier it's Two just stole, like not stole that, but they did the same fucking thing. And you know, there's a TV bit of uh, a kid's show and talking, and um, supposed to be the reality of it. And kill your dad, you know, kill him, kill them all. Mm-hmm. And he mails basically, to my knowledge, Pennywise mails him a switchblade that pops right out. And at that point, uh, that character is just possessed yeah uh you know he's doing his bidding and like you said we we see uh bev get we see bev get kidnapped in a little bit uh right before that uh you know richie has a really bad fucking encounter in the pharmacy where the placebo you know he learns a placebo sorry eddie Eddie. sorry eddie Mm -hmm. learns are placebos this girl like 
bullyly hits on him, but she doesn't. She just writes loser on his arm that he changed yeah. to lover. <laughs> and uh and uh it was spelled like lover though, like a um, like bad like movie though. The big movie, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um you know, everyone's world's kind of breaking down here, you know, and yeah. But and like I said, we're going to we, you learn more about it in the second part. This is like our lowest point, though. This is mm-hmm. our like everybody's down moment. Yeah, so they all split up. Bev literally uh, she literally hits her father with the ki- with the sink. Like, you know, she beats uh, the shit out of her father. The, the back of the toilet. Back, oh, it was the back of the toilet. Uh, oh, toilet was, tank lid. Yeah, the toilet classic lid. movie weapon. Very mm-hmm. nice heavy porcelain. Yeah. Very brain something with that He goes dead. He doesn't die though. I don't. That's yeah. I think that would probably kill somebody. Yeah, I don't think he dies, but it is enough that she gets to move away. You know? Yeah, like, she goes he's like sends hand. her away or whatever. Um, yeah. and that that I mean, if really boiled down, that's the creepiest like reality scene of the movie. Like you're yeah. still my little girl. You know the the motif of that shit. is just uh, it's so it's so gross. I I will say. Gross, but also good. Like they, they're. It's so well done to make mm-hmm. everybody oh, feel sure. that uncomfortable. You're just like, oh, this is. I don't. I don't even like watching this. Like no, this is, it's it's a and with all without having to overdo it. Also, like you don't need to see him like actually assaulting her. Like you can just leave. We it. got it. I got we it from the first. It's so yeah. he- so heavily implied. Yeah, let's go back. It's like it's like it should have been alluded like in Forrest Gump. Mentioned a lot of Forrest Gump mentioned this podcast. Like Jenny had the same life, but Forrest said that's, it in a very I, way where that's that's what I pitched Joe. I'm like, you I know what? You I want to about... talk about it, but I really want to talk about Forrest Gump and the parallels. So I thought we'll... you were talking about when Forrest when Jenny assaults Forrest in well, her dorm room. That's shot. Um, <laughs> uh oh. Um, <laughs> we get, uh, like get into it. Yeah, I'm gonna skip right over that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but right after that, though, I did make a note. Speaking of that, they clearly had their Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street influence because it's Nightmare Five Dream Child is playing in the theaters and mm-hmm. had to be done on purpose. Um, yeah, I didn't go the extra step and look to see if it actually was out during the summer of eighty nine. I want to say, yeah, I want to say somebody did the research in that. I think it tracks. It probably does. It's I think it um, tracks okay. I can't remember for sure, but I feel like. It's good enough, and it's a good reference. Honestly, you could get away with it, even if it's a little late in the season. That could be like the cheap seat theater where it's late, late run. You know, I'm not too worried about. I wasn't too worried about it. <laughs> uh it's really gonna like change your enjoyment of this movie one way or the other. That continuity error was gonna fuck up my whole experience. There's the. You ever hear those people like that were like getting mad at like Star Wars for not using like like certain type of screws. I was I was gonna say we stopped recording. There's just this big long Twitter thread yeah, from Joe about like, how get, it's ruined just it's, because that the fucking life doesn't run. Um, but uh, but right, right then we do get the Pennywise kidnaps Bev after mm-hmm. the scene of uh, she kicks the shit over dad. Like at least Pennywise, you know, nice enough. He gives her that win, but then he takes her <laughs> before and, he takes her. He lets her get that one in, and um. That's kind of what brings everybody back together. Yeah, Bev yes. gets kidnapped. They're like, he has Bev. Um, and they go back to the house. They're like, we'll get to the store. They have a plan. And, the, you know, then they literally just go in the well. 
one by one. Mike's kind of, well, Mike's about to go down, but all of a sudden the fucking bully comes back and uh, they have a tussle. And somehow he survives this. Yeah, right. He survives falls, like, a fall down, down the well. well and, like, yeah, and gets out the of bottom. the tunnels with like all injured and shit. Yeah, you're talking about an easy a thirty foot drop easily. Like yeah. that's it's surprising. I mean, he, good he for Mike. Bounces off the inside of the well a little bit too. It looks pretty yeah. grim, pretty yeah. gruesome. No, Mike's good. Yeah, Mike's good. The bully is okay. the yeah. bully. Oh, yeah, it's that's the what bully I'm saying. Who just plummets because he's in the sequel. Oh like, yeah, he escapes yeah. from yeah. prison in in. Um, Pennywise possesses him again, basically. Like, yeah, he's, but he's in like a minimum security, like almost like a mental health facility. Seems yeah. Like. yeah, he's not like in prison, prison. So, uh, but then, but then we get the well, the well, and that actually, like, this is where I do feel like the movie maybe should have like this scene is is important, but like it goes on for twenty five minutes, like down in the, the whole sewer sequence, yes. the whole sewer sequence. Um, but it's all just dealing separate, separate motifs with Pennywise. I mean, they have to go through their own trials and tribulations down in that, down in that source system. To even just get to Bev, and Bev even stands up and she's like, "I'm not afraid of you." And he then just straight, straight up opens his gator mouth and possesses her, and the she floats lights. up. Mm-hmm. Those are the deadlights. Uh, one of my favorite. But he things. doesn't. He doesn't eat her because she's not afraid. No. He, he yeah. like he like paralyzes yeah. her and puts her away. He's like, I'll come back to you, but she's not afraid, so he's not. That's how she survives. Correct. Mm-hmm. And one of my uh, I pulled at this note um, earlier is when she hits him earlier, or someone does. What I really love about it, he's always. I don't know if anyone noticed it. He's always down. So the, if he gets hit, his blood floats up. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just such a nice feature that, like, you know, that makes it feel just otherworldly. It's yeah, like, not it's quite always right. Sore. It, uh, it reminds yeah, me it of floats. like in, uh, I, you know, I know everybody's. We're all big Prometheus heads here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know that. Dude. We're all yeah, big pro heads. Have you ever watched that when they when they find the 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 you know the little caskets? The same mm-hmm. thing. The the goo like flows up. It just goes up a little bit. There's that, a like, little bit of vibration just, on it. It just gives you that unnatural, unnerving. Yeah. Like that's just not right. There's something very not right about that. It's such a night because everything in that store goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, they all float. I like the I think in in that same time frame in that same sequence I like what they do and I know how it's done now I don't know if this is how it would have been done six seven years ago when this is shot but when they have those shots where he's like doing those creepy dances and his head is the only thing that doesn't move but his whole body and it's the amazing whole frame moves around him yeah I've seen that before now and they did it a little bit um if you remember Upgrade, they did this in Upgrade where, like, sure. basically they had... Um, the camera's, the camera, like, fixed with him. The ca- yeah, the camera was rigged to a mount, and basically, uh, I think it was a GPS, or there was something that was, like, a gyroscope or something was on the actor, and so when he moved, the camera moved with him. Mm. So I don't know if this was, like, an early instance, because they could have attached it, like, to the back of his head, Maybe. and that would have made it be able to be filmed practically. Yeah. But like oh. it's it looks so unnatural and it looks so creepy and they do it like a handful of times. I want to mm-hmm. say they do it three or four times and like each time they do it, it's like yeah, that's that's kind of terrifying. Where it's like imagine like my head not moving, but the rest of everything behind me is like somehow again, like we said, otherworldly, like moving in a very unnatural way. Yeah, he does a jig 
you know, mm-hmm. real like the dancing jig. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you guys remember dancing cloud? <laughs> do you remember when this sort also really makes me giggle? I mean, it's a terrifying scene, but it makes me giggle. Do you remember the promo, like the first like EW or something like that, like Vanity Fair or something photos they released to this and. Like it shouldn't have been released because there's it was this a big terrible sore. Photoshop. It's this big, big sore, and then there's just the little tiny Pennywise head popping out of like the his sore. little head and shoulders all in a weird angle, and, like popped and it, out. Like it looked like on the surface, like there's probably tweets of me or like bad photo. There was photoshops already. Like this is gonna be bad. Yeah, I like, remember it did not. You know, it's one of those things like this. They should not release this image. <laughs> it was so. It was comical. Um. But while we're down there, uh, they, like, like so there's a lot of dancing, and Pennywise is just ramping up his assault on the kids mm-hmm. uh, with fear tactics and everything. And the one uh, thing they do, but they finally go, they find Bev. They do find Bev, and they rescue her, but doing so... Uh, he takes Bill mm-hmm. and basically goes, I'll let you guys go if you just give me Bill. Well, I was going to say, I think first you have to acknowledge that Bill has this kind of confrontation with Georgie and like kind of, yeah, like overcomes his guilt of what ha- with what happened to Georgie and that takes away, I mean, he actually hits Pennywise with the cow, you know, the cat, the... Hey, sure, yeah. He, he kills, he literally yeah. kills Georgie. Literally kills Georgie, mm-hmm. and then that's when Georgie comes up, and he's Pennywise, and he grabs him, and he's got Why'd Bill, and he's like, I'll let everybody go, you leave Bill, and Bill's like, leave me here, because mm-hmm. I'm a martyr, I got you all into this. Yeah. And then Richie stands up. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's where Richie really comes in and just, you know, does a 180, where he's like, because they had that fight earlier, and they never yeah. resolved that fight. And mm-hmm. like, all right, the way he slow rolls that though, where he's like he does starts a really off good job. mad at Bill. It's a good turn. It's got that real, uh, that real uh, Lando and Han energy, where it's like you don't know are they going to fight, are they going to hug, what's going to happen, you know? <laughs> yep. And then they all go, and then they just turn and go to fucking town on Pennywise. Yeah, Bye. which is actually a better ending than the second movie. I agree. Or were they yeah. just? They just shout obscenities bully at him. him. They, they literally bully him. him. Bully him. <laughs> <laughs> he turns into a, a small Until bee. he's a little deflated balloon man. Oh. It, <laughs> I was like, what happened? I the ending of that one, I know we're not talking about part two, and I know I said I'm a defender, but when I was watching it, so I'm watching part two, and I'm watching no, the ending, and I'm like, okay, I think they did the spider monster right, like the best they could. This is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then that ending, I was like, oh, you still managed to fuck it up. <laughs> I will say, uh, this is fun fact. When I saw this in theaters when we were doing reviews for Ramble On, uh, I did a double feature of this, and you guys will never guess the other one because it was also touted as a horror movie, and it very much wasn't a horror movie. Mother, yes, yes. Wait, really? Nailed it. Yeah, it was it's your a... des- it was your description. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed horror. it. I you said I would never guess. I only guessed it because it was. That was the most mismarked. Like, I watched the movie, and I'm like, what is this? Oh, Mother like, is a... It's not a horror movie. It, no. Mother is a movie that should not... It, it had Jennifer Lawrence in it, and was it Harvey Arbidem, but... Yeah. It should not have Ed been Harris a movie. Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer, and I think that yeah, was it for big names. Yeah, really good, but yeah. it shouldn't have been a movie to mass audiences, and no. that's the problem. It's, so it was like... It should have been like a little art house indie, and they tried yeah. to do it like an A24 kind and of then thing. Like, and then, like, 
try to be like, oh, that was, you know, I had don't like Mother. Couple of goes, I was, you know. <laughs> I think if I rewatched it now, I would like it more. But after I got out of it, I'm like, I, I, I didn't see like, it until after all the hype. But if I'd have seen it at the height of its, like, hype, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? I think I could have. That's a weird still. double feature. Yeah, it was a super weird double feature. Especially because yes. I'm trying to think which I saw first. I think I saw I saw it first because I remember going into Mother and I was like a minute or two late. And so like things were already going. Also, not to mention Mother, like three quarters of that movie is just waist up on Jennifer Lawrence. Like that's most of what the movie is. And I'm like, okay, like it's for what I was describing for Mother. I'm like, this is a movie that's going to be great for many, many film classes. But as far as like a mass appeal audience, it's absolutely. I don't know how you market that movie. You you had a fucking... The, like the artsiest movie you could have done, and the pop like popcorn horror. Yeah, like oh, it was it was jarring. I I, I did another one. Um, I had a, I think I did another double feature, and I'm pretty sure it was Pop Star and Swiss oh, Army Man. Or I actually like that as a double feature. There That's was one of my favorite comedies. that might have or it might have been no, it was Pop Star and the Lobster. It was even weirder than that. Oh, wow. oh that's weirder because I could that see Swiss Army Man. Weird. It has some humor in it. You yeah. know. Um. Back to it though. Uh, sure. So, no, that that that's 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 good insight. I, um, they yeah. So they defeat they defeat Pennywise, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know. You know, please let me know if I've skipped anything here. No, I think we've uh, we jumped around. It's fine. And he like he like seizes out when he dies too. Um, and part of his head flows away, and yeah. one yeah, his head so floats, his away and, floats away and. One of my one of my favorite things too is like we get this visualization of these kids that have died in this round are at rest. Mm-hmm. They don't they come down from the from floating and being in the air, and their souls can assumably rest like Georgie's, and that's that. Although you uh, do get a pretty grim scene in part two of all their corpses flushing out into the of the sewer, which is yeah. really gross. It's a bunch of kid parts mm, in your cereal. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> then we go back to like they're back in this cliff and they're just reminiscing and now this thing is just this like feeling and this distant memory like like they're all not quite sure what they went through yet and Bev's just describing of like it's a feeling that's that's all I feel and we can you know but if this thing comes back again they make their blood oath. We they will make their pledge and their blood oath. We will be here to fight it back. And that's Mike, who we do learn, you know, the second one never leaves the only one who never leaves dairy. Yeah. And uh Bev and Bill share a nice kiss. And uh we learn Bev is gonna go live with her aunt, so there's some resolution. There's positive evolution of the thing that was the most evil that it was out of anyone's control. Mm-hmm. Um, then the movie, you know, then that's it. I, anything really missed in this? I know, like, there was some character stuff with, like, you know, Ben has a big crush on Bev, and, you know, there, there's that whole love story and love trial or something. Well, it does. Burns there, too. It does be, it pays off. It's more of a love triangle in the sequel, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. it pays yeah. off. It's... Well, I mean, I think it's like, it's a, I think it's set up as a love triangle, but I think by the, in the second movie, and I know in the second part, it like Bill is married and stuff. Yeah. He has a wife, but like kind of what happens in Derry stays in Derry. You definitely get the impression <laughs> that he'd have been down if she was down. But then Ben shows up looking like I, I don't know the dude he's that a, got he's a cast model. to play Ben is like yeah. a very handsome gentleman. 
Um, it was well, and that was the other thing. Definitely blew John old John Ritter out of the water. I no offense, but that was we, John Ritter's character. Yeah. Well, and we talked briefly about that's very even even art imitating life or vice versa. That's very Stand by Me and Jerry O'Connell, who was the the chubby kid in the he initial had the glow up. Then, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's like um, Google the man who played or the kid who played uh, the lead of Heavyweights. Who wasn't oh, even that big of a kid in heavyweights, even though he's leading the heavyweights. The guy is, I think he's just a, you know, you're working actor these days, but like, grew up a bit, very like, stereotypically handsome. I was going to say, man. or even, uh, I follow him on Instagram, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki, the kid who was oh, in yeah. Jerry McGuire. Like, oh, he's just, stuff, he's like too, creepily right? jacked. Yeah, he's, he's, like, well, he's, yeah, an, he's like a fitness dude now. He's like. an MMA fighter, I think. Yeah, I oh, is he say, an MMA fighter MMA, now? Yeah. I think last time mm-hmm. I, last time Jonathan Lipnicki popped up in my radar was uh, back of the Screen Junkies day when they tried to do their shitty uh, TV show. Oh yeah, he was an actor on it. I forget what I it was called. That. Agents of Field. Yep, yeah, I remember that too. Um, um, there was oh oh, and the other one uh uh last night when because this is we're taping this right after the Oscars when uh Kihoi Kwan was thanking he he thanked his other Goonies friend because he became an entertainer Jeff Cohen player. yeah Jeff Chuck, Cohen yep oh that was the one he thanked Jeff Cohen okay yeah, I wasn't sure what he was he's an his entertainment agent. lawyer yeah. his entertainment yeah. lawyer <laughs> yeah he was like quote unquote his agent when no one wanted to represent him and he was one of the few people who's like been in oh. his life since then oh that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, everything so, with Kihui Kwan is super heartwarming. Like, oh, everything you hear about him, every, every time he opens see, his mouth, every time he yeah. opens his mouth, every time he tweets, I just uh, warm fuzzies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuzzies. all right, we're ending this one on a fuzzy. Uh, Dan, anything... thank God Data wasn't there. I couldn't have handled it if Pennywise killed Data. <laughs> right, uh, Derry can't tie it in, age. tie it together. Derry I like that idea. Let's Asian just do character. a series of movies like Pennywise versus famous groups of movie kids. So you do Pennywise versus the Goonies, Pennywise Ooh. versus Stand by Me, uh, Pennywise versus the Monster Squad, Monster Squad, Pennywise versus the kids from Heavyweights, I or ET, yeah, and, Mighty and, Ducks. and then Mighty Ducks. Oh, uh, the my, but Mighty Ducks from Mighty Ducks too, because I want those trick players. I want the cowboy, and I want the cat Julie. The Keenan cat would do that. Oh, the oh yeah, let's get Keenan Daphne. Yeah. Keenan um, rocking a knuckle puck at Pennywise's yeah, face. Yeah, Keenan's knuckle puck. Can you, yeah, can you imagine him eating a knuckle puck right to the skull? I love it. After Fulton just blasted it. Damn, this is oh, such yeah. a good this idea. Good. Like, this honestly, Disney Plus should you're, just do You're this. welcome, just, Hollywood. Right? Like, this free money. You're <laughs> printing money off of this thing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, but any but anything you do want to add to uh, just this discussion or... Uh, well, I didn't talk just a little bit. The The one thing I think in the movie that I did that I was most proud of, like in one of the first couple of days we shot, because you, you shoot movies out of order. So we shot the ending first. We shot at this really creepy, like, because um, a lot of people I worked with were involved, like in, in the Midwest, as you guys know, there's a lot of haunted houses and they're fucking everywhere. But um, one of the ones that they used at a haunted house was like a haunted old jail. So it was like, there's pain everywhere. It was really gnarly. But they, I was able to in the movie, and Joe, you have to tell me when, if, if and when you ever watch it. I, was I will the, watch it. In the Oops. climax of the movie, I'm able to throw in a Back to the Future reference, which I was very, 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 oh, very proud of. Because they, I don't remember what the scripted line was, and I just improv this one, and they say, okay, do it again. And I did it again. And they're like, great, moving on. And I'm like, yeah. 
you're, you were keeping that sweet. So <laughs> no script supervisor there for you to. There, there really yeah. wasn't. So we just we kind of we added and subtracted as we saw fit, and it was a lot of fun. That's great. It was, no, I, I'll check it out. I uh, yeah. selfishly just have been uh, only watching One Tree Hill for four weeks, and been, I, and. Uh, I mean, my wife would be very proud of that, and yeah. that, like, because we're we're not. Aren't you worried your horror fandom is going to come down on you for your One Tree Hill? No, nah, I mentioned in every podcast I've recorded in the last three days, and I'll say this because um, when I was watching Final Destination Four, I was I was over that time, and I go, I bet you one of these fucking kids was on One Tree Hill. And what did you know? The lead girl is in a full season arc. Of the fuck, so it all comes back. My money was on the dude who gets his butthole sucked out, but yeah, no, uh, not this is you're you're only a couple of episodes or a few months away from just fully going flyover state of Tree Hill, and there's going to be another spinoff. Don't tempt me with a good time. Um, no uh, rewatch show, but fear corner of the market on One Tree Hill podcast. But that's what you get. Uh. With my, with my, with this podcast is I'll relate it to anything that's going on in my life of the horror, with the horror movie. Um, but yeah, that I'll, uh, I'll definitely check out your movie though. Um, like I said, you usually get together with some friends on a, on a bi-weekly basis to watch kind of that oh, level. That'll, of movie. that'll be fun. It's, um, it's schlocky fun. It, it, it's schlock. a killer, it's a killer clown horror movie, but if mm. you watch it, it plays more like a buddy cop comedy. Love it. Um, great. So, uh, that was, but that was it. Part one. Um, you know, maybe we'll be back to talk part two, just to give a, just to give just a full it out round it. If Dan, you'd like to be back more than welcome to. Uh, so Dan, uh, I already asked you anything to add. Where can everyone find you today? And every of this will be below. I'm on various social medias, more or less all of them. I, I have a TikTok that I don't use, but Instagram, Twitter, at Nye. It's all one word, O-H-H-I, Dan Nye. Um, and then you can find me at Communities doing admin stuff for their Twitter. And then for the podcast, the community podcast at Apartment 303. So, yeah, a bunch of other stuff. I have other things going on as well. So we'll see if and when anything else comes out to light a day. Because we're, we're, there's always things talking that I'm involved in. It's just a matter of whether or not they get executed or whether or not sure. they come out. So Various states of production. Exactly. Like, we, I don't – it's it's always a weird thing. Like, nothing, nothing like, too cool that's in the works yet. But it's it's – I'm always open for that and, like, available for those kinds of things. But it's also just – I will. I I love talking movies and shows and whatnot. Like kind of like you were saying, you'll relate everything back to One Tree Hill. I'll do that for a community. I even I was taking oh, notes right now. I'll show that in another month. Oh. There's a new show to, that'll bump it. Bump it. He'll be on to something else then. Uh, mine, but I do what you're saying. Elrose, yeah, mine please. is mine's been community for years, so yeah. that's why I can I can confidently say with that. No, nah, mine's just whatever in my life is going on. That's what I'm going to relate it to. Uh, Brian's talking to me for five years. That's how it goes. Um, you can find us at uh, Flyover State of Film and Flyover State of Fear Network on YouTube in the podcast channels. And we're uh, we're just on Twitter. Anything you got going on, Brian? No, no. On Twitter, at Herskillies. And yeah, here yeah. doing... I'm, I'm on Joe's show now. I'm, I'm fucking staking my claim as the Andy Richter of this show. 
and I'm going to show up here to make sure there's not too many handsome dudes with sultry voices on here. <laughs> you need a big fat guy with a beard with a raspy voice. That's a podcast rule. <laughs> you gotta I, have I like how kids. you say that immediately after he invited me on to do another episode. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what I'm saying. That, that, and that's a wrap, that's guys. It. That's uh, the last one. Stay frightful, everyone. Bye. Welcome to Fly Over State of Fear.